1: Million dollars, 800 million dollars yeah. that's being provided to Ukraine. Among those items, let me read them to you 100 grenade launchers, 5,000 rifles, 1,000 pistols, 400 machine guns, and 400 shotguns. Are you saying those items? are not offensive weapons. They're weapons that help the Ukrainian people fight against an invasion by a foreign country. They can be used offensively, can they not? Again, they're weapons. What I'm talking about is weapons that can be used to fight. The answer is yes. I mean, although you don't want to say it, that answer to that question is yes. And so, obviously, you're trying to make this distinction between offensive we're talking about let me finish let me finish let me finish my my answer look you aren't I was finishing a point and then you can respond to my okay go ahead all right you're making this distinction between offensive and defensive weapons anybody that looks at that list of weapons that I just mentioned they would say clearly they're offensive if a Ukrainian military officer or someone who is enlisted has one of these weapons they can take out uh, a Russian military official of some sort with these weapons—they're offensive in nature. So why not provide more offensive weapons like this to the Ukrainian military?
0: Wow, they're treating her a little bit rough, huh? Telling her, uh, cutting her off and saying the answer is yes—and uh, that was not a conservative reporter. That was one of the liberal reporters. <laughs> I guess. I guess everybody's getting tired of the bullcrap. It's not just us. I guess that. Uh, When she consistently cuts people off and either gives you a vague answer or tries to belittle people as she does when she talks to them, Saki got a little dose for herself there because I don't know what the problem is with admitting that a gun can be used to defend and attack. It's not not a complicated thing. Uh, She should have just answered the question. Uh, Why she didn't, why she was reluctant to say that. I don't know, I'm sure there's some type of stupid political nonsense that they don't want to make that statement for whatever reason, but she didn't. But it's uh, it's nice to see that there's this slow turn that I'm beginning to see where people from the left are finally coming around, whether it be issues on COVID or the Ukraine and Russian war or the economy. Joe Biden, their political side, you're even seeing a lot of fighting internally on their political side. It's just nice to see that average people are finally starting to come around and you're getting some liberals or libertarians that are willing to finally stand up and call out the nonsense that they're consistently seeing. Hopefully that trend continues. That would be great. Something that is not going to shock you will probably have zero shock value at all. Earlier in the week, I let you know that Jesse Smollett was going to jail for 150 days. He had to do 30 months of probation and he was paying a $150,000 fine, plus I think an additional $25,000 fine. Well, <laughs> here we go. Here we go again with the two tier justice system. Well, Uh, Smollett's attorneys filed for an appeal to overturn his sentence. The appeal court ordered that he post $150 in personal recognition bond before going free as the appeal is pending. The problem with that is going to be is by the time the court system, as fast as they are and as efficient as they run, gets around to the appeal, what will end up happening is whether he is granted the uh, release or not, It'll be considered time served, and Mr. Smollett will have only done six days in jail for wasting taxpayer dollars, police officers' time that could have been better spent addressing real issues with real criminals, and for putting on a racist hoax that really disrupted society, as I said. So, once again, that two-tiered society... You know, everybody wants to claim that it's not. It's fair across the board. It's absolutely not fair across the board anymore. You know, I always look, and I know I say it and other people say, can you imagine if we did it? But I mean, it is so true. If you take a moment to really digest that, it is so true. If you did that, first of all, it wouldn't have national attention, okay? And even if you got your 15 minutes of fame or for whatever you were looking for at the moment, you know that all of us, Not only would we be in jail, we would have been in jail waiting for the trial to even get to this point, and then we would have to do another 150 days plus the 30 uh, months of of, uh, probation, and it would be over. Uh, You know, it's just, it's disgraceful, it's disheartening. You look at that and just say to yourself, you know what, you just better live your life right and do the best you can not to do anything foolish or stupid. Don't end up in the system at all because you ain't going to get a break. Whatever you're going in there for, just know it's hammer time. Well, Trump hinting at a 2024 run um, was asked a question on a hypothetical, but, uh, Would he take Mike Pence as his running mate once again? According to the examiner, Trump told them, I don't think the people would accept it, adding Mike and I had a great relationship, except for a very important factor that took place at the end. Uh, We had a very good relationship. I haven't spoken to him in a long time. He said that the aftermath of the election certification, Mike thought that he was gonna be a human conveyor belt, that no matter how fraudulent the votes, you have to send them up to the old crow, referring to Mitch McConnell, cocaine Mitch. Uh, but that turned out to be wrong, because now, as you know, they are feverishly working to try to get it so that the vice president cannot do what Mike said he couldn't do. Obviously, they were either lying, misrepresenting, or they don't know. I was disappointed in Mike. Uh, last week on an interview with Fox Business morning, uh, Mornings with Maria, Pence himself said that he considered a 2024 run at the right time. <laughs> Trump most recently teased the 2024 run at his rally in South Carolina last week, telling the roaring crowd that we're gonna be we're gonna win like never before. This is the year we're gonna take back the House, we're gonna take back the Senate, and we're gonna take back America. And in twenty twenty-four, we're gonna take back that beautiful, beautiful White House. I mean, he's been hinting very heavily for quite some time now that potentially he's going to run. I don't know all the laws pertaining to elections, but there is some laws that he keeps referring to um, that he can only say at a certain time. So I guess that's why he's doing the best he can to hint, but not say directly. The what I would assume would be after midterms, maybe a little bit after midterms, you'll probably get a formal announcement whether or not he's deciding to run. Uh, You know, odds are he's probably coming back because I don't think he took that defeat lightly and I think he wants a chance to redeem himself, get back in the White House and straighten the ship back out. Mike Pence even suggesting that he's got an opportunity or shot to run for the White House in 2024, is a joke in itself. He wasn't the most popular Republican even prior to that. He only really came to fame under Donald Trump because they did work well together, at least it felt that way, throughout the entire time they were there. But there is no way that that man has the support that he would need to become president, you have too many other Republicans that are much stronger candidates and positioned much better than better than Mike Pence is to become, um, you know, the the front runner for the Republican Party. If Trump's out, I'd say DeSantis would be your next in line if he was interested in it, and then the list goes from there. And Pence, I don't even see him anywhere on the list. You know, running Pence is the equivalent to. The Democratic Party running Joe Biden again. I mean, nobody wants him. Everybody's seeing the disaster that he is as of right now. I mean, we, (laughs) you know, uh, Ukraine, it's, it's the Russia-Ukraine thing. It's never ending. And as things come up that I think are important, I may mention something here or there. I do think he is inching us closer and closer to a World War III. Uh, I wouldn't put that (laughs) Yeah, yeah, out of your mind it is potential that he's going to make a foolish mistake and do something that's going to get us in there um, I know Zelensky in his plea yesterday already uh, alluded to the fact that we're already involved you know that is in World War II that people didn't realize they were in it but you're already in it just like when they bombed Pearl Harbor that you're in it whether, whether you think you are or not I would say the only saving grace to that is if you're like me And you pay attention to everything. Um, Watching what's happening between Russia and Ukraine. You know, let's forget about uh, all the politics involved. Just the war itself. Um, Ukraine not being a heavily militarized country. Definitely not being a superpower. The fact that Russia is like, what, number four in the world for military? Um, I I gotta say, Russia... (laughs) <laughs> if they're throwing everything at Ukraine, you definitely don't want to step to the United States. <laughs> I, I, th- that I can assure you. Because watching Ukraine do as good of a job as they have done holding them off, I mean, over two weeks of this, when most people, I would say, like myself, thought that in the beginning of this, Russia's going to have Ukraine within, if not a few hours a couple of days, and they're going to take that country over. The, the fact that they've been able to beat them back this long without some of the most important military equipment that you could need, which would be the planes to control the air, um, they've done a fantastic job. So imagine our military, everything that we have here, if we have to throw everything at a potential war with Russia, i got to be honest with you. Uh, it's. I don't even think it's a competition at that point. So unless another superpower, and by another superpower I mean China, unless China gets into the game and decides that their military is going to attack the United States, in which case then we do have a problem. Uh, I don't see that war lasting very long. I got to be honest with you. So the point of this was the whole World War Three thing because Biden is so inept. Uh, They ain't going to run Biden. Running Pence would be like running Biden or like running Kamala. Nobody wants them on the left. They're all done with them. By the time Joe Biden gets to the end of his term, if he even lives that long, uh, he he may have a couple marbles still rolling around upstairs. But imagine the decline three years from now. They're probably going to continue to hide him more and more and more. And you're going to see less and less of him as he deteriorates. Okay. And Kamala Harris, we've been over this. I mean, is that even an option? <laughs> so Pence, yeah best of luck to you. Uh, best thing for you to do. aren't you about 62 years old by now? I, I think he's got to be right around 62. If that's the case, why don't you just retire? Yeah you've spent plenty of time in government, get your little pension, collect your social security, all your investment money, go sit at home and do whatever it is that you do and yeah, just kind of disappear. All right, Black Lives Matter, you know, that really trusted organization, the one that everybody put the black fists all in their windows and they put their little black squares online and everybody with the whole Black Lives Matter thing because they're such a trustworthy organization that always does the right thing and they take good good care of the black community. They I mean they go out of their way to really help the communities and help them with their homes and education and schooling and they, they fund everything to really help these communities. I don't know, it, wait, do they do that? Oh no, that no no, actually they do eh, stuff like this. Boston BLM leader and husband are charged charged with fraud, allegedly spent donations 4 at-risk youth on food and travel. Boston Black Lives Matter leader uh, leader Monica Cannon Grant and her husband Clark Grant were charged on Tuesday with an 18-count indictment. Uh, Prosecutors allege that Cannon Grant, 41 years old, and Grant, her husband, 38, or, or vice versa, uh, defrauded donors, uh, illegally collected an estimated $100,000 in pandemic unemployment benefits and lied on the mortgage application, according to the Boston Globe. Canon Grant and her... can we just say Cannon or just Grant? I mean, really? Anyways. Gray and her husband raised over a million dollars for the needy, but a substantial amount of the money raised by the couple was spent on vacations, rent payments, and gifts for family members. In 2019, Cannon was given a $6,000 grant to be used on a trip to Philadelphia for the at-risk youth to give these young men exposure to communities outside of the violence-riddled neighborhoods that they navigate daily. (laughs) You're going to like this. Um... Instead, Cannon and her husband allegedly used the monies to go on vacations to Maryland, where they rented a car, brought, bought groceries, shopped at Walmart, visited a nail salon, and dined at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Co., Shake Shack, and other restaurants. Wonderful people. Um, the check was given to Grant to her uh, Grant and her husband for their nonprofit group. Violence in Boston, Inc., after Cannon became a prominent local leader in Black Lives Matter. The prosecutors went on to allege that in October 2020, Grant started to pay herself almost $2,800 a week. Uh, She did not report any salary to the IRS and told the state attorneys general, Charity Division, that she did not receive a salary for her work with the violence in Boston. Grant was arrested in her home on Tuesday, but her husband was already facing criminal charges related to illegally collecting unemployment benefits so, that was filed by the New York Post. So, Black Lives Matter, nice organization run by really great people that take the money, once again, spend it on themselves and causes that have nothing to do and help in no way at all any black communities. So, what is so special about Black Lives Matter? <laughs> uh, you know, I point these things out because the support that they had during the riots was nauseating. Does a black person's life matter? Absolutely, 1,000%. Does that organization matter? absolutely not it's a bunch of criminals all the time they're getting arrested all these leaders for inappropriately using the funds that are given and donated to them they're buying houses they're enriching themselves they're taking lavish vacations yeah i remember the one guy i talked about this when it happened months and months and months ago um, he's using the money for prostitutes and buying houses and living fancy cars. I mean, it's great, man. You know, instead of going out there and, like I said, helping the youth out, helping the kids out, helping the community out. You go out there, clean up the streets, open education centers, doing things that matter for the communities. No, they don't do none of that. They just take the money and they, you know, act like uh, fools and ball out of control. <laughs> take your money and use it for whatever they want it for. Really a really a nice organization. So if you ever donated to them or thought about donating to them, or if you even support them at all, just know that's what your support is being used for. Just, you know, have no doubt about that. All right. You know free speech is under attack. Free thinkers are under attack. It's consistent. They went after Joe Rogan because Rogan was asking questions that people... Um, we're uncomfortable with him asking because it challenges the narrative that you've been fed for the last two years or more. Well, Joe Rogan is no conservative. Joe Rogan, if anything, is a liberal. Uh, you know, if you go back in his timeline and look at the people that he supported, he liked Bernie Sanders. He likes Michelle Obama. I mean, th- this is not a conservative guy. But what he is is. He's the kind of person that wants to ask questions. He wants to get to the bottom of it. He truly is curious, and he's not afraid to do that. And that's what we should be. We don't all have to agree with each other politically, but at a minimum, we should be able to ask questions. Well, the latest and greatest in this fight is now they're going after Russell Brand. If you don't know who he is, I would say what I most know him for, because I haven't seen too many of his movies. He's the voice of Dr. Nefario on... uh, despicable me. So if if that helps you out at all, great. I love those little cartoon movies. I got kids and believe me, they suck in. Those movies are pretty funny. Um, but that's where I know him from. You may know him from actual movies that he has done. I don't know. He's the guy that always looks grungy and dirty. (laughs) I'm sure he's not, but he just tends to look that way. And people say that about him. He makes fun of himself for it. He made a little video, criticizing or questioning the people that are criticizing him. I wanted you to hear it. Here it goes.
2: We think and feel because we've all had unique experiences, and we can't afford lazy labels like being right wing or left wing. That just used to be a thing. Now it's like a sort of an attempt to smear, slander, and take someone down. I know what this is. I've been in the media a long time. This is an attempt. So you can't trust Russell Brand. Russell Brand's unreliable. Russell Brand's a right wing figure. And to manage those figures, I mean, this is pretty much the same as when they produced that list of doctors, half of whom were vets. Now they're producing a list of right wing guests, and one of them is me. Well, let me tell you some things I believe in. I believe that big tech companies should be really strongly regulated and broken down. I believe that massive companies should pay their taxes in the countries that they make money from. I believe that public health workers, firefighters, police officers, people that do jobs that put their own lives on the line should be properly paid, properly supported, properly trained. I believe that the most vulnerable people in society, the mentally ill, drug addicts, the vulnerable, should be looked after and taken care of. I believe that small businesses should be given every opportunity to thrive. I believe that community should be run by the people that live in them and however you identify, sexually, racially, religiously, that's your business, your right. You should be whoever you want to be. That all of us should allow one another to be who we are and get on with it. And that we should have a media that tries its best to give us plain facts and allows us to sort it out among ourselves through plain, honest, open discourse. Not elevates and amplifies particular narratives to turn us against one another so that they continue to profit from their relationships with big pharma and big business while we're squabbling among one another here on this channel we're not going to allow that to happen we're going to continue to tell you the truth because we trust in your ability to judge for yourself what's real and what's true which voices are out to support you and which voices are out to get you you know like so when there was stories about me being an anti-vax person like as i always say on this channel your life is your life i believe in the
0: Now, as I said, he is no conservative either. He's very much like a Joe Rogan. He has his own opinions, and he is absolutely entitled to them. Some you're going to agree with, and some you're going to disagree with. But now, he is under attack for questioning the narrative as well. You see... When we tell you that free uh, free speech, why we have to fight so hard for it is, yes, they're going to come for us first because we're the opposition. They need to shut us up because we're trying to tell people the truth and we're trying to get out there and have an open conversation about what's going on in the world, things that we see that the government is not doing correctly, and we want to fix it and keep our lives the way they are. You know, We want everybody's lives to be as good as they can be, and we don't need the government getting in the way. People like him are a threat because a lot more, let's say, I would probably have a very specific person that listens to me. I probably would not appeal to the masses because I pull so hard in one direction. Um, somebody like him that's more centered, he's going to appeal to a broader audience, just like Joe Rogan appeals to a broader audience. So that's more dangerous for them because you're going to reach people that they don't want you reaching and maybe awaken people. They don't want you to wake up because they want to keep doing their tomfoolery. So naturally he's the one to attack and they'll try to silence him with everything that they have. So these are good things to know, good things to pay attention to. You may not follow Russell Brand. You may not pay any mind to him at all. Um, You know, Everybody at a certain time has something relevant to say, and if you're telling the truth, then like even he said in his video, he leaves it up to you to sort it out. I do the same thing. Hey, it's up to you. You can listen to anything that I have to say. I'm going to present you with truth. I'm going to present you with facts, and then anything outside of that just becomes commentary for me. That becomes what I believe in, and that's me running off at the mouth. Okay, you'll know what are facts and what are truth. You, you can either like my personality, dislike my personality. It's your preference, and, he, and I agree with him 100% on that, but we got to have open dialogue. and We can't allow people like him, like a Joe Rogan. You have to support people that are willing to speak the truth and just are for freedom of speech that's what this is all about because if you let them take it away believe me you there will be no more anybody sooner or later you see they don't just go after us they go after their own <laughs> there'll be none of us left I'm glad it's Friday I am so looking forward to uh, seeing Trump and everybody else tomorrow again I will be putting out as many videos as I can I'm going to try to have as much fun as I can while I'm down there and uh, it should be good so I hope you enjoy your weekend. i are not going to go through the normal razzle-dazzle here. Uh, just remember, I am on Facebook. That's the only one. Little Joe's conservative corner, if you want to look me up on there. I'm posting a little more frequently on there. I still hate social media. That hasn't changed. I'm just forcing myself. It's like you know, it's like eating castor oil when you're young. you got to take it. <laughs> or your parents are just forcing on you. Yeah, well, that's one of those moments I just I got that face every time I log in and start posting things on there, because that's about how much I like it. Um... Otherwise, have a beautiful weekend. Have a great time with your family. Check out some of the videos. I'm sure they'll be flying this weekend. They'll be all over the place. We'll do it again. Bye.